Welcome to the Depth Psychotherapy and Astrology Podcast. My name is Shauna McGrath, and in this episode, we'll be talking about Saturn transits as cycles of psychological maturation and self-development. So in this episode, we'll talk about what the Saturn cycles actually are, what they look like, the the timing and rhythm, as well as um, the symbolic experiences that we all have at different phases of life as they correlate to these Saturn cycles. So, of course, this will include several, yes, several Saturn returns that we will all hopefully experience over the course of a long and satisfying lifetime. We'll also talk about the minor seven-year segments that make up each Saturn return cycle. So all of this will be viewed through a depth psychological lens. And essentially, today's question that, that I'm holding, that I'm exploring with you is, how does Saturn correlate to our journey towards healing, towards maturation, and toward inner development. Uh, my name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a depth psychotherapist and astrologer in private practice. And the purpose of this podcast is to create a bridge between depth psychotherapy and astrology and to explore astrology as a therapeutic tool. So I'm excited for you to join me in this process and in this uh, in this talk today. So let's talk about what Saturn actually is in astrology. I think that we, um, whether we're uh, astrology newbies, beginners, or um, we're practicing professionally, Saturn can certainly invoke a lot of strong feelings and can um, bring up some fear sometimes. So uh, let's talk about what Saturn actually is, all of the the wide variety of experience. So um, in when I'm holding this conversation today, I'm really feeling and thinking about Saturn as a, uh, a symbol of maturation of the maturation process in moments in time and then over the course of a lifetime. Saturn is also a symbol of finitude, of limitness, limit, limit, limiting things. Um, it's a symbol of life and death, limitations, boundaries, and Saturn is also a symbol of the confidence that we develop through experience. So it's not uh, it's not the confidence that we may think of as mm, egotistical or uh, sort of like a false sense of inflated kind of confidence. Rather, Saturn is a symbol of the the inner confidence, the inner strength that we develop when we have experiences that either challenge us or refine us or mature us, uh, or we we simply have a sense of mastery by doing things over and over and over again. I'm thinking of uh, what is it? There's this um, anecdote about doing something for ten thousand hours, and once you've done that, then you become a master of that. And Saturn really embodies this this phenomenon. 
this experience of the more that we do something, uh, typically we, we start to have a sense of surety with it. And of course the, the whole, um, the preamble to that confidence is usually feeling not confident and sort of feeling young or new or fresh. And so I think that Saturn can show the areas where, where we do lack confidence. Um, it, it can be a symbol of that journey toward confidence. And for some of us, uh, certain scenarios are a lifetime journey of developing confidence through experience and, and figuring out um, how to do that in a way that is sustainable and meaningful. I think that meaning, uh, finding meaning is also a core uh, part of Saturn, a core mm, helpful way of approaching Saturn, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a moment. So Saturn is also the wisdom that we develop through experience. It's a simple, uh, it's a symbol of wisdom that can't be transmitted. It is experiential wisdom. So I'm contrasting this to Jupiter, where Jupiter is a symbol of wisdom through study, through knowledge, through intellect, through learning from teachers, through reading or travel, that, that there's a sense of wisdom that's gained through learning and knowledge and wisdom um, in that kind of way. Whereas Saturn is a symbol of wisdom, and it's a symbol of wisdom that we that we cultivate through lived experience. And I think this is so important too, because Saturn is a symbol of these things that cannot be taken away from us. The confidence that we develop, the wisdom that we develop through our lived experience year by year over time, those things, um, those things we hold inside. And so there is this sacredness of experience when we're talking about Saturn. Now, Saturn is also a symbol of sacrifice, of whether that be choosing sacrifice or feeling as though we need to make sacrifice. And we'll talk um, more about that because I think that there's this, uh, this distinction between choosing sacrifice and then feeling like we're being forced into something. Saturn is, there's a polarity here of sacrifice. Saturn is also a symbol of building over time, creating a foundation. It's a symbol of being goal-oriented, having, having a, a plan to move forward and knowing that what we're doing now is preparing us for the future or it's leading us towards the future. Along with this, it's a symbol of aligning with your true values. And I think that Saturn, uh, like this with the sacrifice, there can be a construing or a challengingness of Saturn when we're sacrificing something that compromises what our inner values are or where there's um, simply a confusion or a misalignment with our values and what they actually are because of uh, the, the cultural conditioning that we have in some way. 
Uh, Saturn is also a symbol of the crone or the elder. Again, this goes along with the wisdom and um, it's literally, I mean, if you look at the, the ancient text, it's also literally a symbol of elder age and being, being an old person or a person who has been through some challenging stuff. So there's kind of this like, um, this quality of Saturn that emphasizes having lived life and that when we do that, we become confronted with our mortality, with our limitations, but also hopefully, ideally, we become more acquainted with the inner resiliency, the inner brightness, and realize that, um, that that's where it's at, that there is this uh, value in the inner world um, while we're living in the, the material world as well. Uh, let's see. I think, um, yeah, Saturn's also a symbol of security in yourself in this way, um, the way that we see folks who are elders in our lives um, that embody that energy regardless of their age when they are, um, when they've moved through their Saturn experience in a way that that maintains their love of life, we see a security in them, sort of this groundedness. Um, Saturn is also a symbol of the fruits of our long-term laboring. When I was thinking about this, uh, I, I had recently learned that there are some trees that only bear fruit after three years, uh, that they, and, and even during those three years, they require the appropriate amount of watering and care. And I thought that was so interesting and very Saturnian that uh, that some things cannot be rushed and that some things do take time and space and, and a certain process of care that, that cannot be rushed. So this is Saturn. This is uh, things take time. Now, some of the more... Um, challenging psychological symbols of Saturn. And I think this happens more when we feel trapped by Saturn uh, or trapped by Saturnian types of experiences. Saturn can also be a symbol of depression, low mood, hopelessness, grief, loss, and feelings of, of longing. Now, these can be experiences where we, we see an external cause or an external situation in our life that it's like, oh, yes, X, Y, and Z happened. And so, of course, it makes sense that I'm feeling this way. Um, and, you know, sometimes these things happen and there's more of an existential tone to them where there's not something external that we can point to. And I think when this happens, when it's sort of this ambiguous feeling of depression or hopelessness or grief, um, I think that that is when we can really do this deep work with Saturn and to look at our lives and um, how we got here and what's being asked of us now at this point in time. So I want to emphasize that that all of these things 
whether it is these challenging experiences of feeling hopeless or feeling grief or loss, um, or simply, um, I think Saturn can also be a sense of like heaviness in life or a sense of, um, you know, something as simple as uh, fatigue or just kind of like where it feels like it takes a little extra effort uh, to get through something. This is very Saturnian. So all of this, even sacrifice, maturation, limitation, confidence, these are all life experiences in being a human. And so um, I want to emphasize that uh, Saturn in astrology, Saturn transits, Saturn placed in your birth chart, uh, Saturn is simply reflecting experiences that we have in life as humans. And uh, these are not causal. Um, Saturn does not cause something, but it's it's more of a correlation. Sort of um, the classic uh, analogy is that a clock doesn't make us hungry when it's noon, but a clock shows us, it, it marks the time and it marks the uh, that we may quite possibly be hungry at noon. That's not always going to happen, but it's a high likelihood. And by um, looking at the clock and looking at our um, our lived experience and our actual life, we can figure out what is going on here. And um, when we're hungry, we can know that we're hungry and that we need food and nourishment um, and kind of like what's going on here. So I think this is why it's so helpful to understand astrology because it gives us a, an understanding of, it, it gives us a model to make sense of these life experiences in being a human. Okay. So uh I want to talk about what the Saturn return is because uh, this is something that has come more into mainstream. It's more popular. I think there's so much more to Saturn than just the Saturn return. But what what even is the Saturn return? So when Saturn returns to the place in the zodiac where it was when you were born, this is called a Saturn return. Uh, so this happens about 20, every 28, 29 years or so. So it's a very long-term uh, transit. And we can think of this. So like, forget that it's Saturn for a moment. We can think of this as like a new moon phenomenon. So when there's a new moon, it's because the moon has traveled through about a month or so, about 28-ish days it's traveled to be at the same place in the zodiac where the sun is. And that creates a new moon. The sun and the moon are so close together that in the sky, we cannot see the moon because it's right next to the sun. So we only see the sun. And so um, the new moon is this, uh, this merging of, in this case, the moon, the emotions, the the feelings, the intuition, like that kind of like day-to-day -day rhythm of how we're feeling and experiencing life. And then the sun, which is awareness and consciousness. And so at a new moon, it inherently has this uh, planting of seeds or this new beginning or something new being initiated. 
And so we can take that idea and we can apply it to the Saturn return, which in this case, instead of the sun and the moon coming together, it is Saturn coming together with Saturn. So uh, your Saturn in your birth chart is, um, let's say it's uh, at 15 degrees of Scorpio. And so uh, you're born, Saturn is at that place. And then uh, after you're born, over the course of many years, Saturn continues to move forward through the zodiac. Uh, it moves through the rest of Scorpio, then it moves into Sagittarius, and then it moves into Capricorn, and then Aquarius, and so on, blah, blah, blah. And then it finally, um, after about 28 years, it comes back to Scorpio. And so we call this the Saturn return because it is returning. So this is a Western astrology phenomenon. Um, side note, uh, in Indian astrology, also called Jyotish, also called Vedic astrology, they actually don't look at the Saturn return. They look at something different that's called um, Sadisati, where Saturn and the moon are conjuncting by sign. Um, so I think that's interesting that like, of course, two different systems, but that they both really emphasize the importance of a Saturn transit. Okay. So, so yes, this is Saturn. So we know what Saturn is about. We, we have kind of a thumbnail sketch of Saturn. So how do we look at Saturn through a depth psychological lens? What do I mean by depth psychological or depth psychology? So there's two, two essential core factors in looking at things from a depth psychological perspective. And these are, first, we have a symbolic perspective. We look at things symbolically. And then we also look at the shadow of something. And so what I mean by the shadow is we look at whatever might be uh, rejected or unspoken or unsaid or something that we're sort of like pushing away or that we're saying, I don't like that. That's bad. Um, so uh, the psychotherapist and Jungian analyst, Sylvia Brinton Pereira, in her book, Descent to the Goddess, A Way of Initiation, uh, says that a symbol is the best possible expression for something essentially unknown. She says symbolic thinking is non-linear, right brain oriented. It is complementary to logical linear left brain thinking. And so symbolic uh, thinking, a symbolic way of viewing things is that um, everything is everything can be symbolic, that it's not just the literal thing that it is. Uh, so for example, um, let's say, uh, oh, let's say you have a certain physical symptom. Um, let's say you have like, you sprained a muscle 
or you have a sore throat or anything like that, we can look at like, okay, what is it that this, um, how does this symptom affecting you, the body part? Like, let's say it's the throat and you've had a sore throat. Um, what is it around your voice that that's like agitated or do you feel like you haven't been able to speak up or do you feel like you've been exhausting your voice in some way? Is there something that you've wanted to say, but you can't find the words? So we're kind of like, we're not like, oh, it's just, you know, a sore throat or whatever. We're, we're trying to derive a, a, a symbolic, a deeper meaning underneath the thing. Uh, so I want to do this with Saturn in a moment. Um, and then the part around the shadow. So uh, Sylvia Brinton Pereira in the same book, she says, a shadow or the shadow is an unconscious part of the personality characterized by traits and attitudes, which the conscious ego tends to reject. And so um, the shadow, the shadow is not bad. The shadow um, is sort of like this container for anything that we reject because we feel uncomfortable with it in some way. Uh, it's, it, it is entirely unconscious. So it's not something that we do on purpose and it's usually a protective measure. It's a way of, um, protecting ourselves psychologically. Uh, so, I think that, you know, we can even like initially say Saturn, uh, there's a strong rejection of Saturn um, in our culture when we think about Saturn as being um, age, aging, death, limitation, boundaries, things taking time, like in our, um, in our westernized culture, we tend to not like aging, like we're conditioned to reject aging. We are conditioned to reject that something may take a long period of time. Uh, so, so I want to just, let's put a pin in that. So um, I think this is so important because I think that looking at things through this depth psychological lens, which is symbolic and also looking at the shadow, we can do this with anything. We can do this with any planet or any experience. Okay, so uh, when let's talk about more about when a Saturn return actually happens. Okay. So Saturn returns happen about every 28 to 29 years. So, um, and there it's a long term process. So uh, they happen with that frequency about every 28 to 29 years. And the actual period of a Saturn return lasts from about two and a half to three years at a time. So uh, this is because the, the Saturn return uh, is during the entire time that Saturn is in the sign where your Saturn is in your birth chart. So going back to um, folks who have, let's say, for example, their Saturn in Scorpio, Let's say your Saturn is at that 15 degrees of Scorpio. When Saturn moves into zero degrees of Scorpio, that begins the Saturn return. When Saturn uh, moves 
to the next sign to zero degrees of Sagittarius, that ends that Saturn return for you. So that usually is about two and a half to three years, depending on the retrograde process. Uh, and so, so I, I think that's important because it's not necessarily tied to the exact age. So depending, uh, it, it's going to be, you know, these are kind of the time, uh, the times of life to look for, but we're really looking at when Saturn is in the sign that it was for you. Now, when Saturn in this example for the person who has their Saturn in their birth chart at 15 degrees of Scorpio, of course, it's going to be um, more emphasized usually when Saturn gets within, I would say, like three degrees or so of that. Like when Saturn gets to like mm, like 12 degrees of Scorpio, they're going to be that person is going to be feeling that Saturn energy, those themes, those life experiences more prominently. Now, of course, this is notwithstanding all of the other stuff in the chart, all of the other planets that Saturn might be aspecting, the house, the the condition of Saturn, et cetera. We're just sort of looking at this one piece. Um, but it is this whole time. And I think this is so important because there is this process, uh, this two and a half to three year process of maturation, of initiation that is happening. And so uh, we may, you know, depending on the the length of life, we may have about three Saturn returns in our lifetime. First one happens at about 28 and a half to 29 years or so. The second Saturn return happens when a person is around 56 or 57. The third one happens when a person is about 85, 85 and a half. And then for, for those of us that are living like really long lives, um, there will be another Saturn return at 114 years of age. Uh, so, so those are kind of, and, and we're going to talk about the seven year cycles that, uh, because that's also a big part of the Saturn experience, but I want you to have in mind that Saturn return is not just one event that that we have to like get through and then it's like done. It's like no, these are these are cycles of development that we go through, and wherever our um, however our natal Saturn in our birth chart is configured. So what I mean by that is the house that Saturn is in the aspects of other planets that Saturn is configured to. So for example, um, you know, is Saturn in the 10th house of career? Is it in the fourth house of home? Is it in the seventh house of relationships? Is it in the eighth house of uh, intense psychological experiences or debt and finances, things like this. And then also uh, is Venus in your birth chart is venus making a square to saturn um is mars making an opposition to your saturn um is the moon there configured to saturn so um any planets especially the personal planets so the moon the sun mercury venus mars any of those planets that are um natally configured in your birth chart to saturn those are going to be pulled in 
to this Saturn um, experience whenever there is um, either a Saturn return or any of these Saturn, uh, these seven year cycles that I'm going to talk about in a moment. And then, of course, the house. And so we can look at, you know, these uh, these symbols that we talked about in the beginning with Saturn involving maturation and limitation and um confidence through experience, we can start to say, okay, um, this is, this is the potential. These are the themes in, in your birth chart. And then we can look at your actual lived experience of things and start to get uh, a beat for what is going on. And, um, like really what life is asking of you and, and feel into that more. So, so what happens between the Saturn return? Um, so, uh, what's so cool about astrology is there's like, there's broader cycles and then there's, there's minor cycles. There's like a, a subset of cycle within the cycle. So it's kind of like this fresh and doll sort of situation. So, um, we also really watch for, these seven-year cycles of Saturn within the 28-ish year of the Saturn return. And this is because um, every seven years, transiting Saturn makes a what we call a hard aspect to your natal Saturn. So uh, we have, so you're born, Saturn is, let's continue with this example, let's say at the 15 degrees of Scorpio. And then about seven years later, uh, Saturn is going to make a square to your natal Saturn. It's going to make the opening square. And so we know this because uh, Saturn will, will, so this again, we're counting it via the sign versus the exact age. So um, if you're born with Saturn in Scorpio, about seven years later, uh, transiting Saturn will be in the sign of Aquarius. And so this is a square aspect. And then seven years from then, Saturn will oppose itself. So Saturn will be in the sign of Taurus in this example. So we start with the square, which is a hard aspect. Uh, and when I say hard aspect, um, I should tell you what I mean by that. Uh, I consider the hard aspects a conjunction, a square, an opposition. And this is because those aspects typically uh, spur us into action and there's sometimes sort of like there's sort of like a confrontation of the psyche. There's sort of like something that that we need to like that, that we're like confronted with, whether that is externally or internally. And there is with Saturn, there is this heightened um, initiation or um, maturation developmental kind of process. So. So Saturn, let's say we start with the Saturn, um, you're born Saturn and Scorpio. Seven years from, them, from then about, Saturn would move into Aquarius, creating a 
transiting Saturn square your natal Saturn. About seven years from that, Saturn would be in Taurus, so it would oppose your natal Saturn. And then about seven years after that, Saturn would move into the sign of Leo, which would make another square to your natal Saturn. And then seven years after that, Saturn will move into the sign of Scorpio. So we have four seven-year cycles, uh, seven-year sort of like points that make up the 28-year broader cycle. So like seven times four is 28, right? Um, And so I want to read to you from, this is from uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And she talks in, um, in one of the sections about this story of uh, initiation into the underground forest. And she talks about uh, that there is there is this phenomenon of seven year cycles, especially related to initiation through um, developmental psychology and folk tales and um, and things like this. So um, when I read this book also, I read it more as related to human experience um, versus women. You know, she talks about the psyche, the woman's psyche, but I think that so much of these ideas are really about human life regardless of a person's gender. So um, take that with how it it resonates. So, okay. Uh, She says, so she talks about how in this story, the initiation in the underground forest a person goes into the underground forest for a period of seven years. And uh, this is the time of a season in a person's life. Seven is the number accorded to the moon cycles, and it is the number of other terms of sacred time. Um. A person's life is divided into phases of seven years each. Every seven-year period stands for a certain set of experiences and learnings. These phases can be understood concretely as terms of adult development, but they may more so be understood as spiritual stages of development that do not necessarily correspond to a person's chronological age, although sometimes that is so. Uh, She says, as a person transits, she uses this word, (laughs) transits through these cycles, uh, their layers of defense, protection, density become more and more sheer until their very soul begins to shine through. We can sense and see the movement of the soul within the body psyche in an astounding way as we grow older and older. So seven is the number of initiation. In archetypal psychology, there are literally dozens of references to the symbol of seven. 
And so, um, so she gives these, uh, these phases, these seven year phases from zero to about 105, which I'm going to read off to you because I think they're interesting. She lists them off, um, sort of in chronological order, but indicates that these are not necessarily tied to age. Um, she says the following metaphors are fragments, but given expansive enough metaphors, we can construct from what is known and from what we sense about the ancient knowing, new insights for ourselves that are both numinous and make sense right now and today. These metaphors are loosely based on empirical experience and observation, developmental psychology, and phenomena found in creation myths, all of which contain many old traces of human psychology. Okay, so I would like to uh, read some of these to you, and I'm not going to assign the ages to them, but, but I just want you to feel that like these are seven-year periods that she's talking about. The age of the body and dreaming, socialization yet retaining imagination. The age of separating yet weaving together reason and the imaginal. The age of new body unfurling yet protecting sensuality. The age of new worlds, new life, exploring the worlds. The age of parenting, learning to parent others and self. The age of the seeker, learning to parent self, seeking the self. The age of early crone, finding the far away, giving courage to others. The age of the underworld, learning the words and rights. The age of choosing one's world and work yet to be done. The age of becoming the watch person, recasting all that one has learned. The age of re-youthing, and more crondom. The age of the missed beings, finding more big in the small. The age of weaving with the scarlet thread, understanding the weaving of life. The age of the ethereal, saying less, being more. The age of noumena, the breath, and finally, the age of timelessness. And so I wonder if any of these ages spoke to you in your experience at this point in time. Because no matter what your age, uh, if you're living, if you're a human being, you are within one of these seven-year cycles of Saturn. And we do so well with Saturn when we can find a purpose and a meaning, especially find a purpose uh, through a challenging experience. So how can we apply these themes therapeutically 
And, and when I'm asking this, I'm thinking about, uh, for you, if you're listening for your own process of self-development, this is something that you want to journal about. And I'm also wondering for those of us who are holding space for others. So whether you're a counselor or, um, a therapist or an astrological counselor or a caregiver. These are some reflections that that I may have as we think about experiencing Saturn and Saturn transits especially. So we're holding Saturn as this developmental marker in life and projects and relationships. So I would wonder where and how you are saying yes versus no to things and how that connects with your saying yes and no to something else. When we say yes to one thing, that means because of the limitations of time and energy that we must say no to something else. I would wonder where or how you may be feeling trapped in an experience or a stuckness. I would wonder in this stuckness if there is grief here. I would wonder what sacrifices you're choosing to make and is it worth it? How is it worth it? What makes it worth it? I would wonder what power or choice you have in a current challenging situation. And if it feels as though there is no choice, I would I would question that. Is that true? Is it true that you have absolutely no choice? I would wonder how you commit and how you express your commitment and your devotion. Saturn is so much about commitment and devotion. How can you... uh, How can your responsibilities become devotions? That may require some creativity. (laughs) Uh, And then what feelings, thoughts, and memories do you notice as you reflect on these questions that I'm asking?
So these are things that that I wonder um, when I'm sitting with my psychotherapy clients um, who are experiencing a Saturn transit or a Saturn situation. I wonder about these things and I wonder, uh, when I wonder this, it, it helps me to see more of what they're feeling and experiencing. And it helps me to, to hold, uh, sort of the, this Saturn spectrum. And so let's come back to our, our question that, that I posed in the beginning, which was, how does Saturn and astrology correlate to our journey toward healing, maturation, and inner development? And for me, it's very clear that Saturn is a symbol of our developmental process, of our maturation process, and that there can most certainly be healing in that. I think, of course, there can be pain in that, and I think um, there can be suffering in that, which, you know, life, there is suffering in the human experience. And so, of course, Saturn reflects this. And um, I think Saturn correlates to these themes in a way in which it, it helps us understand and validate a challenging experience, but also see it as, um, as a cyclical process. Uh, and what's really cool about Saturn and Saturn transits is, um, that, that goes that, that I think is such a complement to psychology. And especially when we're talking about understanding developmental psychology and in, um, models of developmental psychology, uh, we say, okay, a person goes through these stages of maturation and development in, you know, these years. And there's many different psychological frames of looking at human development. And we see this with the Saturn, um, the Saturn cycles, right? The Saturn return and then the seven-year Saturn cycles, uh, and what's really cool is that we're so unique, right? Like we're all, we're not going to fit neatly into a developmental model. Like that's sort of like a broad, a broad uh, system where we can find ourselves and we can say, okay, I, I fit in here. And then our unique experience, we're going to be looking at the the configuration of our own Saturn in our birth chart or your client if you're working with clients. And so this helps to uh, to at a more personal level paired with talking, you know, figuring out what your lived experience is and how you feel about things now and then looking at the birth chart and looking at the transits, we can figure out, okay, how how is this maturation process happening right now in a descriptive way? What is actually happening and where are things feeling um, like there's some stagnation? Where is it feeling like 
um, like we need more choice or like we need more commitment or we need more devotion or where are we feeling um, grief and where do we need to simply be with with feelings of grief? Uh, where do we need some more support and things like this? So um, I think that Saturn can be a correl- correlation in helping us understand the nature of maturation that it naturally involves boundaries and limitation and time, uh, but it also gives us sort of um, a personal, uh, a more personal um, symbolic descriptive timeline. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would absolutely love it if you left a rating or a review to help other people discover this podcast. My name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a psychotherapist and astrologer. If you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at theastropsyche.com. I am sending you lots of love and wishing you a wonderful day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.